0: Hi there! Welcome to the Rose Monster podcast, and welcome to this final instalment of a three-part series where I sat down with three first-time dads, sharing their free birth experiences. In this episode, Cameron, Zach, and Jordan share their postpartum experiences, which are all so varied. I also did want to remind you that this was a pre recorded chat inside a container that I facilitated. And on this call, it was open to participants to jump in with any questions that they might have had. So you will hear some questions asked, and the guys openly answer those questions. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will come in afterwards. You'll notice as well that we jumped straight into the call. So there's no introductions or anything like that. And if you haven't listened to the first two parts, please jump back and listen to part one and part two. But for now, enjoy this, the final installment, part three. We're into postpartum and how that was like the immediate postpartum. I know Cameron, you're only four weeks in. Still fresh, but how that was for you, those immediate days, those immediate weeks. How did it look and feel for you? I know, Jordan, um, it was a huge, huge journey for you guys. And if you wanted to share some of that.
1: So, week, yeah, week one was beautiful. Like, obviously, the birth and everything was, it was, I, it was perfect. The birth was perfect. Like everything was perfect. Um, I don't like to use the word perfect too much, but it was fucking perfect. It was so good. Um, so, was
0: it was it just you guys that first week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, uh, so then yeah. I think Evelyn's mom dropped in maybe. Yeah. They came pretty soon after cause they were up here and yeah. And they met Mila and yeah, that was beautiful. And it was a really special time. And, uh, yeah, it was about uh, four or five days later where, um, yeah, woke up with Mila in the bed because co-sleeping. And she was um, – her, her breathing was fucking right off. Like, I was just like, that's not right. And everyone – I think everyone just woke before me. And she was, like, looking at it. But I, I could kind of – I tuned into the sound she was making and just – and then kind of looking over and then seeing her, like, breathing just seesaw. Her chest going up like this and belly going down like that. Some people might say, oh, it's normal baby breathing and yada, yada, yada. yada. But, um, but yeah, I was like, no, nah. like, everyone's like, no, nah, this isn't right. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, this doesn't feel right. I was maybe you're to see the doctor, checked out. Everyone's like, no, nah, I recommend you go to the hospital. And then we called Michelle, and Michelle's like, trust yourself, go do what you feel right. And by the sounds of it, it sounds like you guys want to go to hospital right now. So go to hospital. So we, that's yeah. We kind of like went. Yep, that feels right. We went, and yeah, that was a that was the beginning of a fucking nightmare. Mila was diagnosed with a congenital heart defect, um, that coarctation of the aorta. So it was like a kink in her aorta. Well, like actually, not a kink. It's actually a growth of tissue that forms in the in the aorta. So she wasn't getting any blood flow out to the rest of her body, and her, her lungs were just pumping to try and get it to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, she was very, very sick. Um, it was life-threatening. So it wasn't operable, she would have died. Um, so yeah, she, we, uh, by that point I was fucking, yeah, I was not, I was just petrified. Luckily we had this awesome pediatrician diagnosed that got straight onto it. Uh, that, like we stayed a night in the Gold Coast and the next day they diagnosed her The first. A lot of pediatricians were way off. This next one was bang on. Luckily she st- we stayed. And then we got to Brisbane. Diagnosed basically in surgery about a day after she got put into a uh, into um, life support. Uh, They did the breathing for her. That was freaky as um, yeah, that was not good. They put on a pretty gnarly drug called fentanyl, which is what a lot of people have drug overdoses on. And I was like, fuck, they're literally putting my daughter on fentanyl. That's hectic. So yeah, which is like pharmaceutical heroin um if anyone doesn't know anyway so so that was just yeah that was messed up and but yeah she was in beautiful hands though the icu was amazing um we were setting a running mac that was amazing um we were very well supported and um michelle supported the hell out of us it was fucking it was yeah. a huge
0: time and it was like what nine nine days she was nine days yeah it was just a couple of days after that first week you had a magical
1: yeah, beautiful yeah.
0: birth beautiful first week and then this happens and it's just boom
1: it so was a polarity yeah. man it was like beauty to night. It, it was complete yeah it's a switch. and yeah when we were in it you, just, you actually feel like you're in a nightmare it was yeah. really weird um anyway so yeah michelle supported us a lot with like yeah bringing in some donated breast milk and all that stuff because everyone's milk supply just went with all the stress, obviously. Mm, had to um, smuggle
0: that in, didn't we? But we did yeah, it. Smuggled yeah. it
1: in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Thanks to little you. Little
0: drop offs out the front of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing our little exchange. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, <that was> funny. <laughs> and just not only just that though it was more the, the 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 just the love and the support around that connecting and touching you. Being there for us, forever grateful for that. Anyway, so but yeah, so we got through that. Milly got had the surgery; it went really well. Yeah, the, the 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 nightmare actually started after in the wards with just a lack of fucking boundaries that, would be, like, sorry, the boundaries that were being crossed by so many nurses and doctors and shit that I was setting it was where the nightmare was. The ICU was amazing, but after that, when you got in the wards, that was horrible. Anyway, so that was, that was where we just got exhaustion. We just wanted to get out of there, eventually got out of there. Mia was super well now. She's growing amazingly. She's had a, she did have a checkup because he does go to the cardiologist and she was in the 98th percentile in her development. Um, after surgery, she was like in the 30s or 40s or something like that. She was really depleted. So, yeah, she's really strong and healthy now. Um, one of the other heart defects they found, I think, is pretty much gone by the sounds of it and the scans. So all the love and all the good food that we give her, is <laughs> um, just yeah, brought her into a full recovery. And yeah, she's so yeah, that's probably that's part of the postpartum. And I think the other part was probably me like getting tidying up my work a little bit to support Evelyn. There's probably some leaks there with um, supporting her at times, um, just with the way my work schedule is set up. But I've pivoted all that. And that's been very important to be able to support her properly, um, and uh, and so yeah, I think um, yeah, there was a definitely as Cam spoke you know, into like how we related there it was like navigating that transition into parenthood, like <laughs> my work, like there was a lot of things that in like in hindsight you're like oh god you know. It would be nice to address those things early on, but I think this is part of the experience and what was all meant to be to to grow through that. And um, yeah, now we're on the other side and we're bloody strong as yeah, so, so great. Well. So, thank you um, so much for sharing that, yeah.
0: Thank you for thank sharing. You. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing, joy. I have another question. Oh my god, <laughs> all the questions! No. I'm so glad that Miller is well and healthy. And yeah, thank you for for being so so vulnerable with the share. Was there, from the system, any people that made either indirect or direct underhanded comments or queries associating your free birth oh, with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, there's plenty of that. So it was like, oh, you birthed at home by yourselves, what? It was like what? Just like that that was just yeah. It was just like they always looked at us like the head nearly turned onto Earth.
0: it <laughs> <doesn't> <laughs> what? gonna,
1: What's that? Oh, that's weird. Like, where are you from? Are you from another planet? um So yeah, that was uh yeah. Because I mean, it was like you go from your space and your world that you've created, and you're almost going to this another world that you've kind of try to separate from a little bit yes not not that demonized completely the, the, the medical system i mean it freaking saved our daughter's life thank god but that's what it should be there for and only therefore save lives not control every other thing but anyway so we go down that rabbit hole but um but yeah i think the um yeah the main thing was like yeah a bit of like yeah like a bit of projection and judgment yeah but i was like yeah we know what that is you're like from this planet i'm from this planet that's cool i'll accept you I understand that this is who i am this is what we do we don't we honestly don't give a fuck what you think about us so <laughs> um so yeah that's it but um but yeah that that and then the questioning around the defect though like then like we had a little bit of like maybe underlying concern i think you know, maybe like you know like project on us that like um that, oh, yeah, if that she was born in the hospital system and that this would never have gone this far or whatever. But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, we caught it early. We got there a day or two early before the, the issue became an issue. And so they actually commended us. They were like, fuck, like, you guys are unbelievable for being able to pick that up.
2: Mm.
0: And
1: so... Um,
0: and had you gone through the system, that first week of her life would not have looked the way that it did? Mm. Guaranteed. the way that you that beautiful blissful week together
1: that I I I 100% agree with that Michelle because I think I I actually don't see me like we'll we'll see how things I'm sure there's gonna be some trauma from that whole experience of course but but I think the the way she is now though like she she loves sleeping alone Mm. like and I know for some people they might go oh like you know child attached when they should be like by yourself she sleeps better when she's alone like she's a very secure kid yeah and feels very safe and i don't know if people go i don't know if any of you um speak into like um or know much about uh human design but we did Miller's human design and she's a manifesting generator i think and i think part of the manifesting generator is they actually like their space they like yeah so we're just understanding mila from the get-go yeah yeah, and Evelyn's the same. She sleeps better when she's alone. She loves sleeping in the spare bed sometimes, like, just to get away from me. And just because she has awesome sleeps. So, like, you know, I think, yeah, Mila's very, Mila and Evelyn are very similar in uh, energetics and yeah, personality and everything. She looks like me, but is that more Evelyn? But, yeah. um, So, so yeah, but I, yeah, I really feel like that whole week hasn't really... Yeah, messed her up because she's not her health is really good she fun she's functioning really well yeah you know, you see a lot of kids that go through that system and they get all the jabs and everything like no judgment but like you know they're always sick
0: yeah. so like
1: they're always unwell you know and um you know Mila hasn't got sick once she's robust as hell Yep. and um
0: because her girl. energetic and or- her field wasn't disturbed during birth do you know yeah, what I mean? no disturbance it. no interruption nothing so her field is intact
1: yeah that's it yeah, i feel that yeah yeah
0: awesome thank you so much thank you mm-hmm. zach did you want to share about postpartum
2: yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go back real quickly to the energy field. Like, I 100% agree, and I've said to my friends that like they say, "Oh, she's so like she's so happy, and she's so calm, she doesn't cry," blah blah blah. And like, I wholeheartedly believe that it's because of the way that she was brought into this world. That like, yeah, she was born into a happy, calm, safe space uh, that was at our home, um, and yeah, uh, wholeheartedly attribute that to that. Um, but uh, postpartum was, uh, pretty like, I don't know. We just kind of, uh, jumped straight out of birth into, I guess, being parents. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, like a difficult time or like a, there wasn't, didn't seem to be a learning curve or anything for us. Like the morning of the birth system was born at like one 30 and then at like seven o'clock Demby was trying to do the friggin' dishes and we all tell us stop and like, she felt like that she felt so good and she just yeah just like yeah so I mean, Debbie's parents were there at that time and that was like um a pretty special time I guess to for the whole family and, and whatnot to to meet yeah. Saren and yeah just kind of introduce her to everyone and yeah the the work on the tiny house resumed pretty quickly after that too um I had the the blessing of having an extra pair of hands to help me get some of the stuff done that I couldn't really do by myself. Um, so I guess maybe you can consider that sort of jumping back into the servitude of, of pushing that along further. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a... Originally, we'd kind of planned for me to essentially just wait on Demby for two weeks because she plans pretty much spend the entire time in bed with me bringing food and and whatnot uh, when she rang the bell but um didn't (laughs) didn't pan out like that really um i think one being middle of summer and it being relatively hot but um two just i think just the process of the way the birth went denby wasn't really left absolutely drained and crippled um so she didn't feel like she needed to spend that time recouping yeah so it was like our postpartum was just straight into I guess being parents and a lot of a couple of my my co-workers recently had had kids and they're telling me all their stories about having to spend weeks in hospital and not having any sleep for the first how many weeks because they've been given a really tight feeding schedule by their pediatrician and they've got to wake up every hour and feed their baby and like all of this stuff that to me just seems archaic and crazy and I, I don't know I just see right through it but yeah I think our postpartum was not what we planned but it was still pretty perfect
0: Yeah, I love that thank you Zach Cameron you are in it four weeks oh, so we're, we're, it.
3: we're still on that journey so we're, we're only four weeks tomorrow so how's it been get ready for this <laughs> um, uh, so we um we probably just to sort of touch on and agree with something that Zach just said um we've had the same feedback everyone that comes near our daughter just oh my God, why is she so calm? She sleeps all the time. She only ever sort of is restless when she's hungry, other than that. She, and hundred percent the same, I had a conversation with one of the boys from work today. I was like, I can tell you exactly why that is. Like look at how we brought her into the world. And um we actually left. She was born at lunchtime on Thursday. We actually left her attached to the placenta until the next morning. Um, until she was completely done with it um, which we think played a big part in it as well so um but yeah we um I guess the postpartum um I sort of let uh left a lot of that up to Chrissy to be like well how do you want this to look um the initial plan was um a four-week bubble to shut everyone out um so I took four weeks off work um and that's it's actually the longest amount of time I've ever taken off work in my whole working career. So it was a little bit of a shock to the system for me as well to have to switch off. Um, but essentially what happened was um, our two families are, are polar opposite. So my parents don't live here. They live on opposite sides of the country and stuff like that. All of Chrissy's parents live within a 10 minute radius of us. And they're a very intertwined, involved family. So essentially, I think we were gonna go at least a week or two with no visitors. Um, we had 10 in the first four days. So the the whole plan went out the window. Um, so I, we've sort of spoken about it. like would we do that again? Like absolutely not. But there there was positives to it being that like every time Chrissy's mum came, she bought us and restocked our whole fridge. With food, so we didn't have to worry about cooking. But there was a it, probably the repetitive visits back to back to back got a little bit too much that after the first week, we shut it down and had four days just to ourselves um, before we let more in. But um, to add a, <laughs> a bit more chaos to the mix, we um, similar good. to the tiny house, we bought our second home in the midst of being heavily pregnant um, and a new car. So while Chrissy was in the bubble I had to exit the bubble to go and get the new car and then also exit the bubble again to start renovating the new house so and
0: the um, new car was down the Gold Coast
3: yeah yeah like, so that was, was the first the yeah. that was the first break of the bubble was that I had to go to the Gold Coast to get the new car and it was super fucking strange like it felt like the whole thing was like an interdimensional experience where (laughs) I'm, I'm in the outside world after this 61 hour journey, what's real and what's not real. And, um, but then obviously, like I said before, Chrissy, like, I guess us as a couple, we're we're a very high paced, we're we're always doing stuff. So I think it did actually make Chrissy feel a little bit uncomfortable to not be doing anything. Mm -hmm. So like I said, we're four weeks in now, and she's started to, uh, to her, um, to her credit, she did stick to. I think in the first two and a half weeks, three weeks, she did only leave the house once or twice, um, but have visitors. But now she's sort of like, okay, I'm getting my rhythm back here, and we've sort of gotten back into our pattern. Um, but yeah, it probably similar to everyone else. She make a plan, and then the plan goes out the window pretty quick. So. <laughs> it's been um it's been pretty wild but yeah like i said we've spoken about it and next time around we would probably enforce that bubble a lot more um to say you know yeah maybe your mum and my mum can come as long as they bring food and cook and stuff but the siblings and the aunties and the uncles and all that it wasn't necessary the baby's not going anywhere you know what i mean but everyone wants to get the picture and give it a cuddle and all that but it's like well it's not about you it's about us and our bubble so taking learnings from that we would we would probably um change that and we definitely wouldn't buy another fucking house in the in the next one <laughs> either but Um, But it's been like I said, that's that's the lifestyle we've always lived as a couple is to constantly be busy and constantly be doing stuff. So that's just our pattern. If we break that pattern, we feel like something's not clicking. So we just naturally got back into that flow. And now we've sort of carried on. So this is my first week back at work. I took four weeks off work and we keep joking because Chrissy took a week of it up being in labor. So I only ended up having three weeks of actual leave and two weeks of that was renovating a house. So it wasn't much of the time off, but yeah, now we're sort of back in rhythm and stuff like that. And you just sort of make it work. Like I'm pretty sure Michelle, after you left that day and we finally got into bed, I think similar to, I think Jordan or Zach said before, we sort of got into bed with the baby and we both sort of looked at each other, like, What the fuck happens now? (laughs) Like, you just sort of like figure it out, you know, like, and everyone has their advice and they want to tell you how to do everything and, you know, don't hold her like this. If she makes this noise, it means that. But it's just like, we'll do this our own way and we'll figure it out. And we're figuring it out just like everyone else figures it out. So that's part
0: of the fun, right? Right. Exactly. And that's what you did all the way through the pregnancy and the birth, trusted your intuition. And that just needs to continue I do have one last thing to ask each of you just really quickly if you could just round this um, chat off we're going to finish off after this and I thank you men for coming in here and speaking so openly we need to continue these chats and I know that Jordan dropped into the chat and he did um, said he said we need to share more how home birth free birth babies are so awesome to hear this from you men and I can definitely tell you they are definitely different they look different they're they're just different and they're actually how babies are supposed to be I was chatting about this with Chrissy today and this is how babies are supposed to be um, with their energetic field intact okay I'm gonna round off the this chat and this um, call but I just wanted to ask each of you to finish off with One piece of advice for any men that might be watching this recording who are stepping into the birth space, free birth space, anything like that. One piece of advice that you'd like to give them. Once you've got that piece of advice in your mind, just jump in.
1: Serve your woman and don't make it about you. Yeah, just leave your shit
2: at the door, I guess. Yeah, don't bring your crap in.
3: Mm, Mine was very similar. I was going to say in that space... You need to turn up as the person that your partner needs you to be, not who you want to be in that space. It's got nothing to do with you. It's all about them.
0: And we're going to finish this call on that because that's what needs to be heard and what needs to be said. Um, Thank you so much for being here and for sharing so openly. Thank each and every one of you. Ah, And there you have it, the final installment of my three-part series, chatting with first-time dads, sharing their free birth experiences. A huge thank you to Zach, Jordan and Cameron for sharing so openly and honestly. And thank you for listening along. I hope that you were able to take some really valuable information from the words shared from these men. See you on the next episode.